Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. Ready? How did I? Sorry? FYI, sorry. Do you want to come around this way? No, no, you're fine. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Woo. I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I'm jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Village, one of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. We'll have unfiltered conversations with Olympic athletes from the ground about the daily experiences that make up a majority of the athlete life at the Games. After all, it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. You can hear us in the headphones, okay? Yeah. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. Hi, Katie. Hello. Hi, can you just give us your name and what you just won? Katie Zafaris, USA, and Triathlon Bronze. So, Katie, triathlon is obviously three disciplines rolled into one race, and you're jumping from the water to the bike and to running shoes. How important are those transitions from each leg of that triathlon, and how do you practice those every single day to be prepared to do them at the Olympic Games? Uh, yeah, I do it in my room. Um, I keep my shoes out and set up almost like transition and I'll just run like a couple steps and practice putting them on. Um, when it comes to the bike, I'll just like dismount my bike as if it's a like a triathlon. So instead of just unclipping and getting off my bike like you would for a normal ride, like just riding it in straight to the door and uh, well, not the door, but like unclipping or not unclipping, but just dismounting and having the shoes still on. So yeah, there's definitely... And I do a lot of visualization as well. So going through the transitions in my mind and practicing the kind of the rhythm and um, the uh, routine of how I go through that process. Right. And I hear that when you're on the edge of human ability and you maybe can't quite see straight. I've been there too many times. And finding your bike amongst all the others can actually be a challenge, right? A little bit. I think I'm, I'm super intentional and mindful about it because like even today for the swim warm-up after doing after doing the warm-up it was running through transition and identifying exactly where my bike rack was going through the motions of like putting on my helmet and getting my bike and going back out and just identifying like is there a sign or is there something that shows me that this is where my rack is so like today I was right after Spain so I knew if I saw Spain on the rack then the next rack was going to be mine yeah, you are in the same suit the entire race from swim to cycle to run. What is that suit made of? And how are you able to do all that in a suit? That's, that's a question for um, the, the makers of my tri-suit Roka. But um, yeah, I this one was thin and fast. And that's really all I care about. <laughs> yeah. And it is a super long race and you're consuming liquid. You're staying hydrated. I've actually heard about racers learning how to pee during a race in these suits. Do you do that? Is that a thing? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> but, but not during. I haven't quite hammered that down yet. <laughs> okay. So anyways, shifting gears, you slept in the village before the race. How do you feel in the cafeteria knowing you're about to put your body through something that's extremely difficult? 
Yeah, so like last night, it's I start feeling a bit differently leading into the days of the race, and it mainly is cutting out like vegetables and um, just eating a lot of like white carbs, things that I'm easy, to, things that are easy to digest, so that my stomach's good and doesn't have to process as much. Um, so like last night was like potatoes and rice and bread and like super bland things that I just know will sit right. Um, and then I had some rice this morning before my race as well. Um, sleeping wise, like our race was at 6.30 a.m. So my alarm was set for 2.45. Um, I said I went to bed, I think right before eight and which was actually pretty good for like that amount of <laughs> that early of a race. And I, every time I woke up during the night and looked at my clock, I was like, oh, thank goodness I don't have to wake up yet. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've been there too many times where the next morning is race day and I'm so nervous and that alarm is there and it's kind of like haunting you the whole night. So it's nice to know that you got some sleep at least before you competed. But 2.45 a.m. is next level. What does the village even look like at that time of day? I, or I guess I, I should say night. <laughs> There are not very many people out and about at that time. And it was actually, I think, one of the things that I love the vibe of the Olympic Village. But getting ready to race, it was kind of nice to just have, like, quiet and solitude. And no one else was out except for triathletes. Yeah, I'm sure. And so you finish your race. And then what happens afterwards? So after the race, I had anti-doping. So I had drug, drug testing first, which is always, like, takes a lot of time. But um, for me, at least. Um, but just making sure I get in food right away, get in liquid right away. Um, and then when I went back having like chocolate milk or like protein to make sure that I'm starting to recover, I went back to the hotel and I got on the bike for 30 minutes because we actually have another event in a few days called the mixed team relay. So I really have to make sure that I'm getting ready for that one, but mainly just like making sure I get fuel in me. Yeah. Fuel's so important, especially for triathletes like yourself and, so you're going back to the village. What stands out? Is there anything weird that you're going to remember that sticks out to you about the village? Well, not really, but there's buses that go around the Olympic Village that are like, you control them through an iPad. And they're also, they stop a lot, so it's not super efficient. But because you want to be off your feet, it's really nice to just sit in air conditioning and sit rather than walking just a little bit <laughs> to your to your uh, building. But it, it's a really, I mean, I think it's a fun experience. <laughs> oh, I'm sure those buses are definitely welcomed, especially after a triathlon. So, Katie, what do you want people to think when they watch triathlon and they watch you compete? Uh, I mean, I think they, I just want them to be excited and interested in the sport and just enjoy watching it and find it exciting. I think especially like it's nice to have the mixed team or mixed team relay coming up, which is a new sport to the Olympics. So I hope everybody tunes into that. And for me, let them know I'm the happiest bronze medalist there ever was. And that makes all of us happy. Thank you, Katie. Congratulations on that bronze medal and good luck the rest of these games. Thanks so much. Nice to meet you. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. Follow In the Village Now on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to catch every moment of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games.